fortunate to have John Nettleton for our first ever emergency podcast. Nettleton is the head boys coach at Mountain View in Meridian and the founder of the Idaho Basketball Coaches Association. As most basketball coaches know, the NFHS announced the decision on Wednesday to allow state associations to adopt a 35-second shot clock at the high school level in the 2022-23 school year. The NFHS rejected a proposal to mandate a shot clock, but the decision takes away one of the, one reason why states like Idaho have not adopted a shot clock yet. Coach Nettleton, thanks for talking some basketball with us today. Uh, I know you've been a leader of the shot clock movement in the state of Idaho. What's your thoughts about the NFHS's decision? Well, there weren't enough uh, gifts for me to post on Twitter showing my excitement. So uh, I left it at one <laughs> when I tweeted out the, uh, the news. I'm excited. You know, I, obviously this doesn't mean we're going to automatically be able to do this right away, but uh, it's a step in the right direction for sure. One of the reasons why I want to have you on, obviously we talked about that you've been a leader in this movement, but I also know that you talked to Ty Jones from the Idaho High School Activities Association last night. And so what was kind of his take and how do you expect this to move forward if it does move forward in Idaho? Well, uh, yeah, you're right. I, I gave call a tie and uh, he called me back, which I really appreciate Ty in the sense of uh, being able to, you know, communicate with him and talk to him about questions that pop up. And obviously this was a big one, uh, but our conversation, you know, was, was short, but a lot of good info. He basically told me that there's probably three or four things that he thought would be part of this discussion going forward with the board. Uh, one of them was what levels were going to be allowed in terms of the shot clock. And it sounded like he was going to push more for just varsity and not the JV, the soft freshman levels. And, and probably for reasons of having more and more people that have to sit at the, you know, at the score table and finding people to run that, which I know some people have, have brought up, uh, you know, how are we going to pay for this or how are we going to find somebody qualified? But just like anything, I think you can always train somebody to do this and you'll find the money, a few bucks for every game, even though it is a cost. I understand that. And maybe from my perspective of, of being at Mountain View, you know, our resources are a little bit maybe easier to get a hold of in the community, but small communities, this is huge for them. I think they're going to jump on this and be excited about it. So uh, that was the first thing, though, he brought up in terms of what level. The second thing he brought up was, of course, the cost. You know, installation and equipment, from what I've found, and I just got a text back or an email back from Dactronics. So let me open that up here. Uh, I wanted to get kind of a quote, and nah, he doesn't have the quote for me yet. But I, I what I looked up online, it looks to be 6,000 or less with installation and equipment. Now, I don't know what Dectronics is going to put together or have a package. I, I just emailed my rep this morning because we've been working with Dectronics because we have a new uh, video board for our football fields and stuff. So uh, I've been kind of working with them anyway. So it was just something I put in an email and he's already gotten back to me. So hopefully I'll know soon. But uh, according to my online searching through Dactronics's website, uh, I think it's less than six grand. Uh, so that was a second main area that he talked about. The third thing that he brought up uh, was 
the timeline and what we're going to get this done by. So the 2022-2023 is the first year that uh, the NFHS has, has said, okay, we're going to allow this without penalty with that rules committee, you know, the voting and the, the ability to, to sit and, and have a say. So we have a little bit of time, but uh, that was one of the areas he wasn't sure how, how quickly we could move along. I'd like to believe our board should be able to come up with a decision before then. You know, I mean, I hope we don't have to wait that long, but my goal would be for them to vote on this by fall. I mean, they need some time. I get that. Uh, the third thing he brought up was he assumed or at least thought that the board would send out a survey to every high school in Idaho to collect a, a vote. Each school would have one vote, yes or no. And you would kind of have to have a majority within your school between the athletic director, the principal, and then the two basketball coaches. So out of those four people, and I guess some some districts, you probably would have a superintendent even getting involved in that uh, that vote. So those individuals would vote and then send back to the HSA with whatever their vote is. And then the board would collect that data and I guess use that to come up with, are we even gonna discuss this? Is it worth our time? You know, Is there a large percentage of people? And to be honest, I would be highly surprised if the percentage wasn't high uh, because I know one of the questions you're gonna ask me is from previous years, the data that I collected uh, when it came from the, the the state with the coaches, and there's a few coaches that helped me uh, collect this. It was at back in uh, 2018. Uh, it was 87% of every high school coach that was polled uh, wanted the, the shot clock. In a breakdown, I have it in front of me, 5A was 100%, 4A was 96%, 3A was 74 2A was 87%. Uh, 1A Division One was 70%, and 1A Division Two was 81%. And so the average of, of that was about 87% or so. I just sent out a survey this morning, and half of the coaches have gotten back to me already for the whole state and taken the survey, yes or no, whether they'd like to shot clock. And ironically, it's at 87%. <laughs> so it hasn't really changed since uh, then. And again, I only have half of the, the coaches you know, responded back to me. So we, we still have some more data coming in, but I think that's huge, you know, for sure. Yeah. I know that uh, my athletic director came in this morning and was pretty excited about that. It's something that he's been uh, pushing for and very much wants to be part of the game here in Idaho. I also got a response back though, from uh, a Twitter account uh, for the district three officials. And one of the things that they identified was, you know, this might have, uh, if a shot clock is brought to Idaho, that it might have some other issues, especially like mechanics for, for officials. Um, you know, what do you, what do you think about that? Did he, he or she, whoever emailed you, did they explain what they meant by mechanics? Uh, basically that they need to go from more than likely go from two to three. And I know that uh, some of the districts have been having issues with uh, having enough uh, officials, you know, up here in North Idaho, we four uh, A's and five A's we we've been using uh, three man mechanics for the last uh, the last three years, but, or I mean the last 10 years, but have you, you know, do, do you think that they would need to have three, three man crews for a shot clock? 
Well, I mean, I'm not sure who, who texted you or tweeted you or messaged you or whatever it was, but as of last year, we were informed from District 3 that they would not basically officiate any games without a three-man crew. So this is already being pushed forward from them, or at least initiated, because I think a lot of us coaches weren't quite sure if we wanted the, the two or the three-man based on the number of officials that were out there and, and how that was going to look for varsity games. But it's already in the process of, of mandating three officials anyways, at least in, in our District 3 uh, SIC, you know, contest games, whatever you want to call it. Uh, across the state, you know, obviously you just said the north is, is already doing that. Uh, the east, I feel, is already doing that. I just don't know at what levels are they doing it all the way down to the, you know, 1A Division 2, or, or is it just – 3A and higher. I, I'm not really sure on all that information, but uh, to be honest, just like with anything, I, I think we can all adapt and, and make this work because we, we've we've made other things work. So it's new and it might take a little bit of time, but uh, the training can be done. You know, I have a showcase uh, every year where, you know, this year I got, oh, what is it? 18 teams coming in, schools coming in. So I'll have nine varsity, nine JV games. Uh, I've already pushed that out to David Lee, the head official for, uh, uh, you know, assigning officials for our area uh, and told him, hey, use my showcase as a training session. And that's just for, you know, three officials, three man crews getting used to the rotation and the movement and placement and everything that goes along with that. So, I mean, we could add shot clock to that, you know, in terms of uh, training, too. So it's there, you know, it, it might be a, a concern, but it's, it's definitely not an obstacle. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with you. Cause you know, for us, we go to Washington and they've got a shot clock. There's quite a few small communities, small leagues and stuff like that, you know, and you know, I, I don't know, but they're able to get it, get it done. I got a couple more questions for you. I really appreciate your time. So, yeah. um, Hey, you know, this is obviously a movement that is, you know, across the United States is, is, you know, coaches have been asking for the, for this shot clock uh, or for a shot clock. Um, can you kind of explain like to maybe people that, that don't know, like how would this benefit the game by adding a shot clock? Well, I mean, you're always going to have pros and cons and, and then those that don't want it will say this. And those that do want it say that I would say, the reasons for it outweigh the ones that, you know, are maybe against it. Uh, but I can give you a couple reasons. Uh, I think one, uh, when it comes down to just the overall game itself, I think it is more fun for the, for the student athlete, for the players that are out there. Uh, I think they see not that they are going to play all of them at the next level. Uh, I think they see how the college game is, is transformed. And I know most of them might only watch March Madness, but uh, they get to see that type of a game setting. And uh, I think teaching the kids how to play, you know, with a shot clock, if we're really honest, if we think about it, most teams shoot under 40 seconds anyways. All right. You, you're not really changing the game maybe to the level that many people think it's going to change to. What you do is you add some different ways to manage the game and coach the game. The major difference, in, in my opinion, is the end of the game. Because previous to a shot clock, right now, that is, if you're up by 8 or 10, and, and I'm, 
I use this all the time as strategy. If you're up eight or 10, I'm not in a hurry to shoot the ball. I mean, there's no incentive to me to have my team take a quick shot if it's not a layup or a, a, a high percentage shot because there's no shot clock. Well, that's going to force teams to, to change their end of the game strategy, which allows teams that are in a close game uh, to actually have an opportunity. I've played in many games, even at the state tournament, where we're down five points in the fourth quarter and the team passes it around for two minutes. And I don't even have an opportunity except for fouling. And, and I, I realize that's part of the strategy. That's part of the game. But that's going to change the end of the game. I think it's also going to change oh, what I would call a two-for-one, which many, many coaches understand and know, and, and the fans understand that I think, too. You know, if there's 50 seconds left in a quarter, you come down and take a shot within five, six seconds so you can get that last possession uh, instead of, you know, only getting one possession at the end. Uh, the other team would have to, you know, get their shot off in 35 seconds, which the NFHS did say, at least in their their news release, that it was going to be a 35-second clock. So I know a few people had asked, you know, is it going to be 30? Is it going to be 35? You know, what's the, what's the shot clock going to be? The only thing I haven't heard yet is on an offensive rebound, what is it going to be reset to? Uh, and a lot of people, at least what I've read and researched online, it seems like 20 seconds is, is kind of a common number, but I don't know if the NFHS has actually even come out and said what that would be. Uh, and maybe they won't, maybe because it's not mandated by them, they're not going to give us an actual rule, but they gave us a 35 second shot clock. So they probably will come back with some more information, I would think. But uh, in terms of the game itself, the end of the game, some of the end of quarter situations, I think you'll have you know, some, some more buzzer beaters than what you normally would, you know, during the course of a game from the first, second, third, fourth quarter, uh, unlike, you know, maybe other situations. Other pros, you are getting some of your players ready for the next level, which I think a lot of coaches have always advocated for. Uh, I realize that, you know, it's a small percentage, but it's still a percentage of your, your student athletes. And maybe that translates into college coaches recruiting Idaho more. Because now they know that we're using a shot clock and our players are going to be more uh, college basketball ready. You know, uh, it can only help us. So I don't, I don't I think that's another area. Uh, the only argument that I've heard quite a bit over the years is, well, if you have a weaker team than, than a, another team, it's harder for you to stay in the game because you're forced to shoot quicker. You can't slow the game down. Uh, and that's true. Uh, but again, I really feel most teams shoot under 40 seconds anyways. So you're not going to see a huge change until the end of quarters and for sure the end of the game and how, how coaches will manage that. Yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, it's going to make for more exciting fourth quarters uh, throughout the state uh, when this, yes. when this happens, because uh, as you said, and I've used it as a strategy as well, but you get to state um, and you see this all the time that these fourth quarters are just uh, kind of keep away yeah. <laughs> in, in a sense. So, yeah. um, so uh, last question for you. I really appreciate your time. So what's your prediction on when Idaho will see a, a shot clock? Let me shake my uh, magic ball over here. The, the magic eight ball says 2022. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I think talking to Ty, he's he's obviously, you know, 
unsure, just like the rest of us are. Uh, I would like to believe that being the situation we're in, and we, we've taken away the argument of the rules committee not having a vote, there's only one thing left, and that's cost. I, I don't think there's anything else you can really throw on the table that really matters in, in terms of what people are going to you know, come up with because I think the percentage of coaches and people that want it is, a, is so much higher than that don't. Uh, so I don't think that's a valid argument anymore. It's just going to come down to cost. And I think every community probably has an opportunity to find a few businesses that be willing to a one-time, you know, a partnership sponsor on the wall, you know, something that allows a community to go out and find that kind of money if, if it's, you know, especially if it's a smaller community. But you know how communities rally around each other. And it's in small, small communities, athletics is what that town is usually all about anyways. And having another way in which to kind of uh, highlight their sports or uh, just come together for a reason to, to raise some money for that. Uh, I, I definitely think, you know, it, it can, it can happen for sure. Well, coach, one thing that I've learned doing this podcast is that coaches in Canada <laughs> and other countries, they like that we don't have a shot clock because they feel it gives their country's kids an advantage. So uh, yeah. anyway, hopefully, you know, hopefully this happens sooner uh, rather than later. No, I agree. You know, my goal is to, to come back with some more data from all of us coaches, send it over to Ty. But my big plea right now for those that are listening would be you need to contact your, I should say, uh, rep, your sport rep. All right. There's, there's two people. Uh, I was just sent out. I tweeted it out. IdahoSports.com tweeted out images and, and people to contact. Everybody should know who they are by now. Uh, but uh, you need to contact your your sport rep. And then I also think you should email other people on the board because there's people on the board that probably are not in our world when it comes to basketball specifically. Uh, they might understand how sports work and what they're voting on, but there's a lot of people on that board that are there for other purposes and, and reasons why they were voted in for, for a specific area that covers the state of Idaho. So whether it's athletic directors or superintendents, whether it's coaches, uh, whether it's, I think there's debate and ban, there's a few other things that are on there. Uh, I think all of them need to be contacted and just kind of let them know what we're feeling and, and why we feel that way. Uh, because I think superintendents and ADs, they're going to look at it from a cost perspective for sure. Even though a lot of the ADs, you know, are former coaches and they understand what's going on. And maybe even some of the superintendents do too. I'm not saying that, but uh, I think the more voices we get, kind of like when we first started emailing our reps about the rule of two and, and having that workout, which is sounding like we're going to get that six by six passed here uh, hopefully soon. Uh, I just think it helps. And when we can share our, our feelings or our viewpoints and, and have an influence on people that are actually voting on these topics, the more emails, the more, but you know, I think it's better. It's only going to help us. Definitely coach. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you. No problem at all. Thanks for listening to the Idaho Basketball Coaching Podcast. 
you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, email me at IdahoBasketballCoachingPodcast at gmail.com. 